Hello, everybody. It's me, Basement Chair. Uh, before we went and do the uh, whole Rated R for Realness and then uh, music you so in love, uh, enjoy and love plays, I just wanted to take a second. And, uh, you know, this is a tough thing for me to do. Um, I just wanted to take the time and I'm going to uh, acknowledge um, the passing of Sarah Lee before, you know, I'm sure this is in Rich's news, um, but it's hard to like try to talk serious about a thing when you're in the middle of a podcast, when you're supposed to be having fun giving you guys, you know, what you came for. Um, you know, the match of life being scheduled for one fall, it's not just like a clever catchphrase. It's the truth. Um, you know, 30 years is not a long time. And um, you could do everything right. You could do everything you're supposed to do. And, it, it, you know, stuff happens. You know, kids lose a parent. You know, a, a husband or a wife loses a spouse. You know, parents lose children. And it's horrible. But we still have to, you know... While everybody's here and we're all together and, you know, next time you, you see someone and you love them and you hug them because you don't know. So um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I wanted to send my condolences to, to the to the family and everybody affected. You know, all the all the superstars that were friends, regular people. Uh, maybe fans, maybe you, you like that. You know, season tough enough. I enjoyed it. Rich enjoyed it. Um, and he's going to get into that when, when he comes in. Um, but yeah, I hope that didn't make anybody feel uncomfortable or weird. But um, sometimes, you know, you need the truth. And, you know, life is just random numbers, man. I don't know. It, things, things happen. And um, again, uh, my condolences. I'm very sorry. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome. Um, welcome to the season premiere of the Basement Booker's podcast. This is a wrestling podcast for wrestling fans by two wrestling fans, paid for by one wrestling fan, the executive producer of the Basement Booker's podcast. Please, everybody, put your hands or snap your fingers or whatever you want to do together. For Rich Deriz, everybody. Welcome, Rich Deriz, the Basement Booker's news rumors all the things he's a human highlight er and he is the former basement chat richter is all of that is true thank you very much um i i would like to say first i am thankful that uh the basement bookers podcast has survived the the changes that underwent the WWE announced teams over the past week but we'll get to that momentarily First up in the news, as uh, as you mentioned earlier, Jerry, um, 2015 Tough Enough winner Sarah Lee passed away this week at the age of 30. Uh, the cause of death hasn't been released yet. I don't know if they know it. Uh, certainly at that age, they're going to look into it because that is 
uh, that is terribly, terribly young. It's tragic. Whatever, whatever happened is a is a tragedy. Um, she eventually married Wesley Blake, and they had three kids together in 2017, 2019, and 2021. Um, she actually retired after her release in 2016. Um, her Wikipedia page doesn't say why. Maybe she's like, okay, that was it. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, that's up. You know, if there's going to be a biopic or whatever, they might find out. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, I think regardless of cause, you know, their um, their privacy should be respected. Mm-hmm. And um, you never know. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe up which has exceeded its goal. Um, the goal was twenty thousand. I and mean, Tony Khan allegedly covered ten k of it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Tony Khan take ten uh, k. Um, Kevin Steen. Along with his wife putting in five thousand, Jericho twenty five hundred, bunch of anonymous, a lot of wrestling names, Jeff Shulo who was Elias, um, not um, Ezekiel, he's listed as Elias. He um, might have Ezekiel mm-hmm. probably didn't know her. Probably, yeah, personally, like time. like Elias. Mm-hmm. Uh, he contributed to that. So a lot, a lot of people giving a lot of. Good money here. The goal was twenty thousand. It's at ninety six thousand in just a day, which is amazing. Yeah. Does the government steal from that? No, not as oh. far as I know. This right. is. Yeah, this is separate. Bull James, in fact, um, former Bull um, Bull Dempsey in WWE is. I remember uh, him from NXT days. Yeah, he organized the fundraiser on behalf of Wesley Blake. That's really cool. And um, it's upsetting to for me to even look at that anymore. Um, Andrade said in an interview earlier this week that Sammy Guevara had an issue with him working too stiff. The interview was post. The interview was posted on Twitter, which prompted a Twitter battle between the two. TMZ later reported that the two got into a quote backstage altercation before Dynamite this week that got Andrade sent home, according to Meltzer who cited multiple sources providing the same story. Both men were warned by Tony Khan that they'd be sent home if they got into a fight. Andrade was allegedly waiting for Sammy to confront him in a hallway. Um, I'm putting the pieces together here, so I'm guessing Sammy just walked right by him. Uh, So Andrade approached Sammy from behind and spun him around. Sammy pushed Andrade, then Andrade... Uh, punched him, and some of the reports say it looked like it was a sucker punch. Like, you know how you do something to get a response to then respond? And, like, you plan for the... Yeah, it's trap. Yeah, right. So, that seems to be what happened here. So, allegedly, Andrade threw two punches without Sammy throwing any by the time it was broken up, which would explain why, following the warning, only Andrade was sent home. Yeah. Uh, some people online, like before that came out, were saying, "Oh, why did Andrade get sent home?" But Sammy's still on in the main event of Dynamite. Andrade well, had to this, <laughs> right? Exactly. Andrade had a scheduled match on for Rampage, which got canceled. Oof. Um, sorry, I don't know if it was Rampage. It was supposed or to be belts. like a loser leaves town match. 
Oh, that's between, right. Between yeah, uh, Andrade and, and Ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Andrade leaves or Ten signs uh, demasks. Yeah. Oh, he demasks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably um, won that one. I think. Maybe. Because I heard it's probably in here, but the, a lot of the guys there they have like the ones that are the ex guys in WWE have like three years on their contract or something, some such like that. Like they got time on there, mm-hmm. and that Tony's not releasing anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the things was Tony told Andrade, uh, because Andrade is looking to get released, he said, if you get into a fight, I'm not going to fire you and I'm not releasing you from your contract. Yeah. Basically saying, I know you're going to try and piss me off, but pissing me off is not going to get you what you want. I will just keep paying you because I can and I don't care. And you'll just stay home. Yeah, it's the meme where, like, Mr. Burns and Homer, and he's, like, got the sign in his office that says, you're here forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically to every AEW talent that thinks just because it's better now everywhere else that they can, they have to stay. <laughs> yeah. contract, I'm not letting you. Yeah. Like, it is not that easy, people. Like, I, I'm glad that in some ways Tony Khan is not a pushover like that. Like, he's certainly a pushover in a lot of other ways. But I'm glad he at least has a little bit of a foundation of a backbone. I think this is great. This is perfect because now with this, he could shut up and he can't like sit there and judge like WWE when they do stuff. Like how many times they got people saying they want to release from that contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. now you know, now you know, mm-hmm. what's it like now you're in the grown up game now, <laughs> now that like, you know, the competition is real now. Like you thought. You thought you were fucking, you're going to face the old man forever, and mm-hmm. eventually you'll defeat him in his senility. Mm-hmm. But look, man, even if you did team up with the other con man to, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, <laughs> somehow get Stephanie McMahon to agree to this plan, this mm-hmm. Game of Thrones slash succession type plan. Well, guess what, buddy? You just you unleashed the, the dragon. It's game over for you. The king is here. So get ready to Bye. bow down. Bow down to the king with a QR code on his microphone that he pretends he doesn't know is there. I hope that stops because <laughs> we'll get into it a little bit later. But the absurdity mm-hmm. of the QR codes, I'm glad that it wasn't until the very end of this stuff mm-hmm. that they started to get goofy because it's like, all right, so nobody's going to say anything about the QR code on the back of the contract. No. OK, let's just you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> like to be fair, I didn't notice that, but again, I supercar. Dude, so. it was so dumb. I yeah, I, I saw a picture on <laughs> on social media later on. I'm like, oh, geez. It's like, look, hey, look, guys. Uh-huh. And, and then Hunter with his, I'm like, that one, I I believe is the worst one, and I'm glad that they saved it for the Friday, uh, before mm-hmm. Extreme Rules. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the only other thing, uh, the TMZ report goes on to say that several wrestlers took exception to Sammy's reaction to the interview. Which it seems to kind of be the consensus among like locker room folk that are commenting on this. It's like if he if he's working too stiff for you, work stiffer against him. Like that's how you get the message across. Yo, people, or maybe that's just how, what, what Andrade likes. You're kind of right because people, um, uh, they tend to like say, "Oh, you know, Sammy, he's a young guy." It's like, dude, he's 29. Like mm-hmm. he's 29, he's almost 30 in the wrestling business. I think by now he should have been smartened up. Like how how are you gonna 
I'm pretty sure a ride with Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. like who's allegedly like the pros pro or whatever they say, and you haven't learned shit. Mm-hmm. He hasn't taught you about this. Like he's not like, is he not talking to him? Like, how is this possible? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, it's, you gotta it's see weird. Who, who you surround yourself with. Yeah, it's weird that he hasn't learned that by now. Like, I'm trying Unless to think. Unless it's a work. I'm surprised you haven't gone there yet. <laughs> I. Is this. Is this I don't you know. finally thinking this is too lame to be a work? <laughs> so let me let me put it to you this way. Some of some of the people that are commenting on the situation, like some of the IWC members like us of the Internet wrestling community are saying that it looks like Tony Khan is running a daycare. Mm. It's like, yeah, it seems like being being a wrestling promoter, especially if you have no his no history in the business, Mm -hmm. you're kind of you're kind of running a daycare because it's all about ego. Everything in the business, everyone you're going to deal with is about themselves. It's it's the wrestling business. That'll do it. (laughs) It's not the wrestling friendness as exactly says sometimes i think yeah (laughs) so i i don't i don't think it could be a work i think it's too stupid to be a work agreed is i I don't see what the end game would be just like the like the cm punk thing i don't see how it benefits you other than some publicity among people that pay that are already paying attention to their dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, I just I don't think there's a payoff to it. Yeah, I don't think so. It's too. You know, yeah. All right. So there have been some changes to the WWE announced teams, as I mentioned. So I'm reading from. I mean, I guess this is a, a press release. It says WWE announced this. Um, but uh, to be fair, and I'm going to name drop them only because Raja sucks. Mm-hmm. The reporters on Raja suck. Their writing is terrible. I Every week that I compile all the news for the week, I say to myself, God damn it, I wish I had more free time so I could do this for them. And A, I'll be getting paid for it, and B, it'll be done a lot better than these people are writing. But anyway. Wow. Okay. Right. So um, these are the changes uh, to the announcing. I'm reading Can I say from... one thing? Yes. Uh, on the whole Raja thing? Mm-hmm. Like, when you sent me an article about Brock mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, him breaking Pritchard's nose by accident, mm-hmm. like, the article, if you look at the clickbaitiness of it, it's like... I read it like because I kept I, I I scrolled quickly that Brock broke his own nose and then I clicked in it. It's like oh okay <laughs> yeah it's that's how like, get you <laughs> yeah it, it, it's like it kind of made it sound like he stepped on a rake and broke his nose like he 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 broke he like broke down a wall and broke his nose like well it's like to be fair it's tough. To say Bruce Pritchard told a story of Brock breaking Bruce Pritchard's nose, like that seems redundant. Like, why wouldn't you say his nose? But then you, you but then this thought process of, well, if I say Bruce Pritchard tells a story of Brock breaking his nose, it sounds like Brock broke his own nose. Mm. 
So it's, you either have to go for redundancy or pronoun game, which is it's it's I'll be honest, it's not easy. But, a, a, you know, a seasoned writer that has any sort of respect for their craft will figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, that, that like that, that wasn't going to be in the news. Brock <laughs> accidentally broke Bruce Pritchard. I nose. just wanted to bring up how clickbaity that place can be. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, it, like if you want to look up the article, fine. It was on Bruce Pritchard talked about it on his podcast also. Okay. Okay. Yes. Everybody know about us. So go to the source. But I sent that to you just because like just Bruce Pritchard telling the story of what a complete disaster his face was afterwards. Like he blew his nose and it felt like his whole face exploded. Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) Oh, Tony's going to have that problem. So he's going to have a deviated septum and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that septum just dissolves. Mm hmm. All right, so SmackDown now, going forward, as we saw last night, is going to be Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. That was um, Yes. Uh, Samantha Irvin's still going to uh, be doing ring announcing. I think she's awesome, by the way. Yes. Um, and backstage interviews are going to be Kayla Braxton, which, who I haven't seen in a while, I feel like. She's hurt. Oh. Um, I, I was scrolling through Instagram. She has an eye patch. Something oh, happened geez. to her eye or something. Because hmm. she was sitting on a plane and she was like watching a clip and she showed the person next to her. She's like, that's me. It's like, oh, that's cute. You kind of look like her. You know hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. She's hurt. Yeah. I don't so, know how it happened or how why it didn't come up in news ever. But I, I hadn't seen it. But then then again, as I mentioned, Raja sucks. And I just I don't have the patience for Reddit. Yeah, they might not have known. Like no one might have known. Might have been. Yeah. Like some things you can't find out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's true. Like people just keep shit private. Mm-hmm. Uh, so SmackDown in addition to Kayla Braxton backstage interviews are going to be by Megan Morant. Um, don't love it, but OK. You know, it's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, like, we, we love we love Kayla. Yeah. Raw is going to be Graves and Kevin Patrick. I'll be honest, not really a fan of Kevin Patrick. Okay, um, for Kevin Patrick, I mm. suggest listening to the most recent episode of After the Bell. Uh, you might get to know him a little bit. And I think the plus from this that we can all pick up on is the fact that we're all we're back to two man teams it's on true. all the shows, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's like it's not a faction behind the announce desk. Yeah, you know? I, I need color. And call. I don't need color, call, and little boy. Um, what's his name? Um, Byron. <laughs> getting bullied. Like I don't need that. Let him be- get bullied backstage by the talent. Which is what he's gonna do. That was my segue. See what I did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Very good. Uh, Mike Rome is gonna continue to be the ring announcer. Byron's doing backstage, and joining him is Kathy Kelly in her return. Very happy about her being back. Yeah, I am too. I have met her, and I'm happy she's here. I'm just—I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but she was mentioned on the Basement Booker's podcast last week. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. She was, and that wouldn't have happened without you, buddy. <laughs> of course not, right? We're friends. We're all friends here. <laughs> That's right. You know her personally. Mm-hmm. And for NXT, uh, Vic Joseph is sticking around. 
All right, fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, and he will be joined by Booker T. That's... I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Booker T's announce work. I'm not honest. a fan of Booker T's announce work when he's with Corey Graves. I'm going to give this a chance. All right. Um, he. Let's just let's just see. <laughs> I feel like his, I, I can see like where his, you're coming from. Yeah, like 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 part part of it is his personality is overwhelming. Yeah. You know, like it, it's 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 a bit too much for the, especially a generic play by play guy like Vic Joseph. Hmm. That you know, name it's like, sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Vic Joseph is a terrible name, but like it's like. It's like at least three quarters. I'm going to keep the math pretty simple for you. At least three Thanks. quarters of the personality behind that desk is Booker T. Yeah, and I can take it. Yeah. It, he might it, overwhelm him. Exactly. Saying, he yeah. absolutely will overwhelm him. But you know what? Maybe that'll help Vic Joseph better establish himself. Maybe well, that's what he, Vic Joseph needs. He did okay with Wade, though. Right? He did. Wade is he, not as Wade's not as overpowering as Booker T. Yeah, I think we got to see because, you know, I I want to I want to believe that maybe they gave him some notes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I don't I think there's something behind doing the teams that way. It's not like, all right, this is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? I think they had discussions. Yeah, there, there absolutely has to be a reason why each pair is together. Also. I, yeah. Sorry. No, no. Um, they like for book. It's been a while since he's done this, mm-hmm. so he might have learned from when he did it before. Because I'm sure there were things he didn't like that he did before that he can improve upon. That's why I'm willing to give him a chance because experience mm-hmm. will do that. Yeah. So when you had experienced him before, I think he was uh, he was uh, doing commentary for Raw, maybe. Yeah, it was Raw. It was that it, there was like this thing between him and Corey, like at times. Like I don't know if you remember, it got pretty hostile between those two sometimes. That's true. So. But like aside from that, even that was like sort of his second gig because he was doing uh, color for impact for a while. But when he was doing color commentary for impact, like it was he w- it was part of the main event mafia. So like he was still doing he was Chris like, Jericho. Right. OK, so he so he was like still like he was in character, but he also had his like separate commentary character that he would go into, which was also incredibly over the top when he I think when he came to Raw, he was toned down. But still just just being, you know, just being Booker, he's still uh, he's a lot of personality. Isn't that what like um, Jericho does, though? Because I don't I think there's a slight difference between the commentary you want on rampage and the dude on dynamite it's not enough where i don't hate that he's on commentary Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean it's this it's weird like how could you be doing commentary like with regal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like five minutes ago they were throwing barbs yeah but still it's like so how bad is this that you're just going to be able to act professional you know what I mean? So I guess you don't really hate each other because you get able, you just sit there like that. To be fair, it's a lose-lose situation because either they act professional and people question like how two people that hate each other can act professional like that, or they're throwing barbs like um like Booker and Corey. Yeah. Okay. It's it's lose-lose. Maybe Jericho just shouldn't be announcing. 
because I said that and it's true yeah. and you should not do that. Yeah, he's he's just in, he's involved in too many different storylines in AEW. It's like, what do you want to be? If that's what you want to be, you should have let them MJF retire you. Yeah, or make him like if you want something for him to do on the production side, make him a backstage producer for the commentary team. Yeah, you can you know, do like, that. Yeah, that way that way we don't have to actually, you know, see any of what's going on and critique. Oh, Chris Jericho, this Chris Jericho, that. No, it's that's going to be expect Excalibur this and you're right, Tony, Tony I, Shivani. I think they're just trying to add star power. And like Tony's like just hung up on Jericho because before Jericho, well, Jericho was on there too with him. Sometimes um, Stark was on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Stark, I think, uh, was on there to keep him relevant while he rehabbed his neck injury. Yeah, that's you know, that's good too. Two things would be right at the same time. Yeah. Um, I had something I wanted to mention. Oh. You know, and I, I thought, like, what, how much better would it have been if instead of Jericho feeding his own ego and being, quote, Ocho, like, instead you have a retired Chris Jericho and it's MJF who's doing this desecration of Ring of Honor. Like, that's way better. Like, Chris Jericho has more street cred than MJF. Mm-hmm. Like that that would have been better for him to do. Like there's a timeline there is a timeline where Chris Jericho has been retired by MJF and MJF is the Ring of Honor champion. And that punk stuff still happened. Mm-hmm. And he still got the chip. Everything's the same. And he could be like the double champ with those. That would have been better. This sounds like money. Thank like you. before you even started detailing it, when you just said Jericho is retired by MJF and MJF is the Ring of Honor World Champion, shitting all over the legacy of Ring of Honor, that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, at least not with Jericho. Knowing, yeah, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Not knowing a single other detail, that's better than what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do like that it is part of a high profile storyline what Jericho is doing. And I'm pretty sure when I say I'm pretty sure I'm 99% sure I just don't have the evidence, the actual, you know, any firsthand ev- evidence or knowledge that part of the plan for MJF is to keep all actual championship belts off of him for as long as possible. Why? I don't know. But that just seems to be the thing that they're doing. They, like, all you, he's the dynamite, dynamite diamond ring champion, and that's it. I mean, it's a nice thing. It's not, mm-hmm. you don't have to carry it in an awkward, like, carry on you don't have to worry about getting lost you just carry it with you you just wear it it's in your pocket yeah there you go just hope you get through freaking airport security with it yeah you're all right it's jewelry yeah <laughs> all right so alicia taylor is still going to do ring announcing and she's great uh and mackenzie mitchell will still be doing the backstage interviews and i i really like her too she's oh, very that's good. a good spot she, she and Vic Joseph are in the news later. I may as well mention it now. They got married over uh, uh, last weekend. Congratulations to them. Awesome top. So for premium live events, Michael Cole and Corey Graves. So one from Raw, one from SmackDown. Pat McAfee will return to the announce booth once his ESPN game day stuff is done. So maybe the Booker T thing is temporary. And I got to so, hope. And they'll, <laughs> they'll just fix it back up. So there you go. So hold that out. Hold, hold for that. 
Well, Booker T is NXT. I know, but like if Pat's back, why would they do a three man on SmackDown? Right? Right, but right. Wouldn't that be where you want him to go back to? I would assume he would be going back to SmackDown. That's what I mean. Like if he goes back to SmackDown, then Wade Barrett, he does, he's not needed on SmackDown. That's what I'm saying. Like they would wouldn't they if like if Pat comes back, he goes back to SmackDown and you put Wade back on NXT. Like maybe this Booker T oh, thing okay. is just for now. Double and shift. Then he'll, okay. Yeah, go back to his what double shift? Because Oh yeah, switch um, it back, yeah. Right, yeah. Like I yeah. W- I wasn't seeing the two part process there. Yeah, because only Booker seeing, like, yeah. still has a job doing the pre-show stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is, like, they're not going to obviously put it there. Maybe, you know, it'll be nice when Pat comes back, but maybe he'll just be back on Smack. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, I don't know why I yeah. put it down on it, but you already <laughs> got it. Because I said double shift. Yep. Like, that, okay. was, that was the piece I was missing, which where I was misunderstanding what you were saying. All right. Moving on from my misunderstanding here. Um, so after the story broke, Jimmy Smith announced his departure from WWE. Then on his podcast, the, uh, the unlocking the cage, uh, he told a story where he put the pieces together saying he told Triple H something he thought of that he could mention regarding the Riddle Cormier beef. And when he told Triple H that Triple H told him to pass that note along to Michael Cole. Yep. Um, so Jimmy's like, wait, uh, Am I not announcing the pay-per-view? Oh, I guess I'm fired then. Yeah. Um, if anybody, like, wants to know, uh, on After the Bell, Riddle was mm-hmm. on the show. And that actually came up as to why uh, you know, Riddle's like, why DC might have an issue with him. Mm-hmm. Is that DC has never been able to beat John Jones. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I think it was like college stuff, like Riddle beat John Jones in wrestling. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, sorry, it was a bad time for me to take a sip of my coffee. Oh, that's all right. That's, uh, yeah. That's like pause for what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the only defeat I have seen of John Jones was a disqualification when he was doing twelve six elbows to Matt Hamill. I always yeah. want to say Mark Hamill, and I always have to pause and say, wait, that's not it. Which one, which is the deaf UFC fighter, which is Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. That's that's always my mental dance I have to do because I'm terrible with names. Matt Hamill, who is deaf, the deaf UFC fighter. Um, that was all, that was only John Jones loss I've seen. I didn't look it up. Is he? It's is like John, I said, it's in wrestling. It was like, okay. like I said, college. I mm-hmm. said wrestling thing. Like, I don't yeah. know all the details. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's Riddle at the you know Riddle at the top and Jones with the losers. So listen, everyone everyone has someone like everyone that is at the top of their game and like one of the best of what they do has someone that can beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for Matt Hughes, it was GSP. He pinned John Jones in wrestling, which is incredible. Yeah, John Jones is. Will go down as one of the greatest fighters in UFC history. Period. Hands down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna put it on the website. Um, ben Askren actually has a photo of it. Cool. Yeah, and and the quote he says, "Hey DC MMA, you know what's worse than fourth at the Olympics? Third to Matt Riddle at the state tourney <laughs> at Johnny Bones, and That's he, great. at John Jones." <laughs> 
It's like you added one of the greatest of all time. Ben Askren's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, it was a long time ago, guys. They look like children. As Askren's only an announcer or something, right? Like he's not a fighter. Uh, for right now he is, I guess. But I mean, he has. Oh, he was a fighter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I stopped I stopped watching UFC I guess before he came up so that's on, that's on me for not knowing him. That's okay. I'm not like his friend or anything. I'm just I'm pretty sure he's a fighter. Oh, you are Kathy Kelly's friend. I am Kathy Kelly's friend. She liked my grumpy cat shirt. She did. So let's see. Moving on from that, uh, PWInsider.com reported that Nigel McGuinness is also no longer with WWE. That's probably another kind of double shift kind of thing because we had the, you know, the announcer team shift and also they closed NXT UK to eventually open NXT Europe. Maybe they might ask Nigel back. Maybe not. I don't know. I we don't know. Yes, we'll see. Um. Yeah. Uh oh, uh who Jacques Rougeau has sort of been I think Jacques Rougeau does some of their foreign work. I wonder if he's going to – foreign. I should be more specific. So, some of their French announcing. That's actually a little bit better than what you just said. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds you. less racist yeah. against foreigners. <laughs> you know how bad I am when I just come up with stuff off the top of my head. I'm an idiot. So yeah. <laughs> So I, I know he does like some their uh, French announce desk for major pay-per-views. And probably for minor pay-per-views also. They just don't have a desk set up. So maybe they'll tag him in for the French commentary team for NXT Europe. Wow. Kind of just popped up in my head. Good for those French people. There you go. No, I'm, I'm going to stick to the English language on my broadcast. I'm a Frenchman. I'm a Frenchman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you probably know this name. Rob Fee, who was previously a horror writer for Marvel, is now working for WWE as their director of long-term creative. Vaguely. All right. He has written for Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Avengers, and was a head writer for several Disney shows, including Player Select. Sure. I've never heard of it. But, Me um, neither. I don't know. Uh, he's probably going to be working with Wyatt on those things. Yeah, according if, to... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying if the obvious thing occurs, which is no way it's not. I mean, it's Hunter. It's not like it's Vince. And it's all right. pointing towards one thing. It's yeah. all there. It's all there, especially after last night, which we'll talk about. After, yeah, let me in, Huskis. <clears throat> well, okay. Uh, according to Raja's Jeff Whalen, uh, who doesn't cite his sources still, Rob Fee pitched a Fiend-related movie to WWE before Bray's release. One of his responsibilities in his new role are to, quote, maintain sense and consistency relating to long-term storytelling across all of WWE shows. Continuity? Yes. Ah. And Finally. sense to make let's, things make sense. Let's let's not hold our breaths here. Um, you know, <laughs> but I'm glad they might not listen to him when thing. But when things don't make sense, at least we can now point we have to a him. guy. Yeah, right. That's OK. Like, so it's your fault. Guy. It's it's your fault, Rob Fee. And then if he's like, he's like, listen, I, I told him about it. They didn't listen. It's like, all right. So then it's management still. All Rich Riz was looking for was someone to blame. OK, that's, that's all right. you wanted. I just, I just either make it make sense or tell me who to blame. That's not Ed Kosky. Yeah, really, it's the only thing you can ask for. Fucking guy, yeah. All right. AEW uh, announced that not only has John Moxley signed a five-year extension, he's also expanding his role into, quote, 
mentorship and coaching without getting any sort of specifics for that. All right, this is this is how you cut your forehead. <laughs> uh, first, this is how you get the blade. <laughs> um, you know, and you make sure the camera doesn't look at you because it's, it's it's pretty bad, guys. Okay, and that's it. There also, you go. don't act like a child. I mean, I don't right. know what the what the issue is here. <laughs> yeah, th- this is what potato means. Yeah. How about that? I'm trying to say, I'm like, what could he possibly teach? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting on Moxie. I like him, but it's like, he's a wrestler, dude. Like, that's his thing. Like, so even if he's not, even if he doesn't display all of his knowledge in his matches, I'm sure there's plenty of wisdom he could pass along to young generations. Yeah, how not to be a bitch. Yeah, please, Sammy. All right. Uh, speaking of coaching, Gable Stevenson is back training at the Performance Center after un- undergoing a heart procedure to correct for WPW syndrome. According to a story by ESPN, WPW is a rare congenital heart defect where an extra electrical pathway inside the heart causes a rapid heartbeat. The procedure involves using ablation to create small burns or freezes on the inside of the heart to create scarring to break the extra electrical signal, normalizing the heartbeat. Gable said his condition was first discovered last year before he went to Tokyo for the Olympics, but only underwent the procedure following advice from WWE's medical team, who got recommendations from top cardiologists to assess his health and the procedure. All right, good. Uh, you know, hopefully it works out, and we got answers to the last few weeks of uh, what was going on. I was trying to figure out where he was, and you know how. They're saying, oh, Damon Kemp's ready, but what does that mean? You know, exactly. we know the real answer. He's just, yeah. he wasn't physically ready inside. Yeah. Which, I mean, so obviously not life threatening, but like, you know, when you work a physical job you, and your heart, your heart's going to be beating fast because you're being physical, you're an athletic and everything. You don't want any sort of extra heartbeats in there. Hmm. That would be a bad thing. Yep. Uh, continuing on with the coaching theme, Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that Oni Lorkin is now working at the Performance Center full-time as a coach. Woo! Coach. Coach. Coach Busick. All right. Bobby Fish is making his boxing debut on November 13th on the undercard to Floyd Mayweather versus, I'm probably saying this wrong, so I apologize, Deji? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> D-E-J-I? I feel like there's only very few ways to say it, and I'm bound to choose the wrong one just because I didn't look it up. And I wouldn't worry too much know. about it. All right. So he'll be, fa- he'll be facing, probably saying this wrong also, Boateng Premeth, who is 2-3-0 and zero with two knockout wins in his five-year career as a middleweight. Yeah, we're probably going to have to know this guy's name after he KOs Bobby Fish in the first. You heard it here first. There you go. Uh, he is fighting out of Ghana, West Africa, by the way. Yeah, Bobby's fucked. Yeah. And this guy's the, looking for a better life for himself. God damn it. Yep. Put it this way. The bout's in uh, Dubai. Ah. Okay. You know there's money. Either way, he's getting paid. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how, how much to just go down? All right. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about that. Last weekend, a picture was making the rounds that was alleged to be Carmella and Corey Graves. I heard about this after the fact. Did you hear about it at all? Yeah, from what I understand, it might be a deep fake situation. 
Not even. So Carmelo said on Twitter that – I didn't see the, the original picture that was making the rounds. Carmelo said they're fake, and a post later from a Twitter account that I will not name released the original video that the photo was taken from, uh, and it's not them. Oh, okay. So they didn't even deep fake it. <laughs> right. I, I, I did that bit of research. I was like, like she, she kind of looks a little like her, a little, but mm. not her. Good video, though. Anyway, on AEW Unrestricted last week, Julia Hart revealed that she is engaged to Lee Johnson. So congratulations to those two kiddos. Hmm. That's and, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I already mentioned the that. children. They, they are children. They're well, babies. Eventually, they'll make good children. <laughs> Probably. He's incredibly future. athletic. Uh, she well, cheerleaders wrestling. Yeah, and uh, cheerleaders are always athletic. Like I haven't, she we haven't seen a lot of her in ring work. To be honest, mm-hmm. we've seen a bunch of character work so far. But she is a former cheerleader. Like she, I think she said she did cheerlead cheerleading for like six years or eight years or something. You can't do that and not be athletic. Yeah. So good on them. And Mackenzie Mitchell announced, as I mentioned on Instagram that she and Vic Joseph got married last weekend. Congrats to those kids as well. And that's all for the news for now. All right. That sounds great to me. You know what, Rich Torres, last week uh, uh, it was requested to, for me, the basement champ, to humbly request that the inconsequential champion defend uh, her championship, uh, bring it back out. Um, I do have here a message from the champion that I have been allowed to read. Ooh, excellent. Go ahead. Um, And I quote, Although it would be a pleasure to return, I will not be returning with the ice. It's a consequential championship for a show such as Extreme Rules, for it is not befitting a champion of my station. End quote. Uh, listen, I feel like we've been big timed here, I, and uh, I, that's I think so. Wow. So, uh, I apologize. Uh, it's really uh, the champion's discretion. It's in the contract. Book of verse. We really can't do anything about that. So, hmm. um, and uh, yeah. Uh, without further ado, let's freaking go, bro. Well, hold on a second. Like, I I would love to move on, but I gotta say, first of all, um. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I, I will say. Expect I mean, the unexpected of the Basement Bookers podcast. This season premiere, baby. There we go. Uh, I'm glad in a way that we did not find a challenger willing to step up to the champion. Mm. Um, my guess is out of fear. She is a rather dominant champion. Um, let's so let's reach out to the champion and see at what pay-per-view she would like to uh, defend her championship. We, we know that we don't, we don't do crown jewel just because of timing and I can't. Um, I'm a man of business. I've, I've, uh, you know, I like for what I, every time I will, I will continue to do my due diligence. All right. Um, but I, I really feel like I, I, I don't know. I don't have personal information here. And I can't promise anything, but I feel like an event like Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble or even a WrestleMania would, at least I think would be, but I can't speak for the inconsequential champion. All right. Well, I, I trust your negotiating skills to, uh, to, to get this straightened out because 
I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll say it right here. We don't strip champions here on the Basement Bookers podcast, except for our champions, the Basement Bookers World TV champions. That's them. Right. Since we name them ourselves with no other, nothing else besides our opinion, we ha- we have the right to strip them. We will not strip Farron of the Basement Championship. When she wants to, when she is ready to come back and defend it, she will do so. And let's hope that is soon. Yep, don't hold your breaths, guys. But I have a feeling we we, we have not seen the last of this. Indeed. Trust. So, Basement Booker's World TV Champions, we will discuss them as we go. In the meantime, I think we should just jump straight into our Extreme Rules predictions. I agree. All right. Is. Let's start with... I'm looking at this card. Which what's the main event here? Probably the women's ladder match. Unless they add a match. They so certainly right now, could. This is what it looks like. Let me look at the card too. That seems fair. Yeah, there we go. There are six matches. One of but I mean Ronda Rousey's in one of these matches, so I think she would probably. I think it depends. Who wants to open and who wants to close? Rousey's mm-hmm. either going to be the first match or the last match is my prediction on that, even though it has nothing to do with anything. Because I'm looking it, at it. It's not like any of these matches are particularly... Well, let's none of these, at, Yeah, none of these matches are Bush League. It's yeah, just but, that mm-hmm. no, nothing really screams main event. Look at... Look at like, if you got to think about specialness... And I think what you're missing is the fact that the first time ever is going to be a women's ladder match for the championship. Right. So that in itself could main event the show because it's never been done before. Mm -hmm. It also depends on what they want to do. Like, is there going to be something that happens at the end of the night? Does does Drew and Cross close it because something's going to happen there? I, mean, I think we should also think practicality because that fight pit has to take some time to set up and also has to take some time to break down. In my opinion. So it's, I don't think it's going to be in the middle of the card. I thought it would be because, like, they'll do a thing where people get time to do stuff for them to set it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Video like, packages. Maybe video packages for for that or whatever. But it, I like, I don't know if it'll be, like, middle card. Like, that's what. That is what is good about this card is the fact that any one of these could be last. Yeah. Is, is from what I can see on here. Maybe Edge and Finn. I quit match. For the main event? Maybe. Okay. I feel like an I quit match is just, it's the ultimate grudge match. You know? Yeah. Well, we don't have to have a consensus here. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, that, that's a possibility. All right, let's just let's just run through then. Yeah, uh, I'll do it in the order that it is on Wikipedia. Match number one: Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Extreme Rules for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Ronda Rousey. <sighs> Liv Morgan's I, beaten Ronda Rousey like twice. She has. Uh, I'm gonna admit that I'm on the fence here, but because That's I want to stand. Call. Because, like, one's like Ronda Rousey, where mm-hmm. how often is she going to be on? But then it's like, so what? Roman Reigns is the champ. If we assume no one is going to get involved, right? Yes. 
I find it very difficult to put Liv Morgan over Ronda Rousey. Same. The fact that it happened twice kind of plants a seed in your head that, okay, she's resourceful. She'll do what she has to do. Can she do what she has to do in an extreme rules setting against arguably the most dangerous woman on the planet? Well, I could add, I, I have a, I could, you could question with the question. It's like, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you use every uh, weapon at your disposal? Every mm-hmm. avenue possible. And it could hopefully just becomes between the two of them. But, you know, they could they could flip it. They could change. They could flip Liv Morgan heel here. Mm-hmm. And she could cheat cheat, even though it's not no disqualification. Like, who knows? She might have mm-hmm. a bang or something. We don't know. But tough to tell me it's got to be a regular heart, uh, extreme rules match and Rousey's going to win. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my gut here. I'm gonna go with, with the voice in my head that's telling me I'm missing something. I think the, what the story is gonna be, he is, voices in his head. He is, listens to them. Liv Morgan is gonna somehow outsmart Ronda. She's gonna use Ronda's rage to her advantage. Maybe she'll like tie her feet to 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 the ring post or something. That's or, good. So I'm gonna go with Liv. Rock and roll. I'm going against my brain. I'm going with my gut here, for the record. Uh, I that's how I play sometimes. Mm-hmm. I make decisions like that. All right, fight pit. Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins with DC as a special guest ref. This By the way, one, D, yeah, uh, D, DC on the mic. Uh, what are you What are you talking about? Are his like low res like? Skype call? <laughs> Let's say what wasn't wrong with that. What wasn't it, wrong with that? What wasn't wrong with that was what wasn't wrong. That the attempt and the effort. The show itself. Like talking on a microphone. The thing yes. that was weird for me was Rit it's obvious that was pre-taped. Yeah. And they already knew DC was gonna be the ref. And I felt because they were talking about it in there. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the video was like him saying, yeah, guys, guess who's the ref? You know, it's like, no, but they already they said that in there. Maybe you guys should have gave them better instructions. Yeah, I feel like that. was. Uh, it was like, hey, basically introduce yourself to the fans. And like he took it that way. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is the best take we got. So here we go. Well, I used that strategy uh, to distract you for me to think. Uh, so I'm going to go riddle <laughs> on this one. He's been taking too many L's to Rollins. Like, I need to know what the plan is here. Um, I think you let. He, I think he has to win his match. Same. I'm. I'm. I'm also going with Riddle. Uh, sort of similar reasoning, but um, I don't know. I kind of feel like this needs to be over for Seth to go do something else, whether this, it's hmm? prep, prep for Cody's return or what. This could be the main event if it wanted. Like it certainly could, could be. This could be the main event, and they could set up DC versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So who who would they get to be DC's mouthpiece? <laughs> You're under the assumption that they're not going to let DC talk for himself. Yes, I am. 
I have they, high hopes. My my dream scenario, which would never happen because he's way too busy and he doesn't really like wrestling like that, mm-hmm. is Joe Rogan. Mm. But he would never, ever do that. Ever. <laughs> but I, I, interesting. You know, I, I feel like they could they would throw enough money his way. It's just a matter of if, if he'd take it. He makes a lot of money just doing what he likes. He does. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of things. Man, it's unfortunate that he doesn't like wrestling. That's true. Like, he respects it. He's had The Undertaker and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's a hater or anything. He's just, it's just be realistic. Yeah. Like, I can respect ballet dancers, but I'm not going to, like, I don't like ballet. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Uh, it's Karrion Cross's first match. Mm-hmm. Like in this, uh, the hair version. Um, yeah. So I think it'd be kind of silly for Drew to win this. Um, even though, although they did throw the rules on their head on Friday, where like mm-hmm. the guy who gets attacked is the one that wins but both of them got attacked and at the end of the day literally drew was the one who got like the worst of it i'm still gonna go across though because he's got the added he's got scarlet like you can't not count that right and uh it's funny jericho mentioned on a uh in twitter that you need a wizarding license to throw a fireball well, if you throw a fireball without your wizarding license, it it might miss the mark. It might miss and, the mark. Uh, we've seen uh, that occur. Yes. And uh, I'm not sure. Like, would wouldn't like a female wizard be like a sorceress, or I guess they do like a general thing, like how we say mankind. Or a wizardess. Sure. Or she could just be a wizard. Or yeah, maybe wizard isn't gendered at all. Right. I don't know the rules. Anyway, let's go. All right. Uh, so I'm going across. Also, um, it's a good idea. I think Drew doesn't like it doesn't hurt Drew to lose. And it they're never, building cross. They're building and building and building. And it like never said, really hurts Drew to lose. Yeah. And I think after this we maybe we'll get a, a shift in Drew's approach. Mm-hmm. Could be. Mm-hmm. Next up the ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca with Alexa and Asuka versus Bailey with damage control. All right, so this six-man uh, women's ladder match yeah. on paper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Bailey, uh, mainly because damage controls like a unit. And Bianca Belair is just friends with Alexa and Asuka. It's really not the same dynamic. Like, theirs is a relationship of convenience. Whereas a mutual protection, mutual you know thing. But there's only one... Raw Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. So I'm my gut says to go with Bailey on here, and that's what I'm gonna do. Hmm. You know, for a for a different reason, I'm gonna agree. Type it in first. Um, I feel like Bianca, in a way, needs a needs a bit of a reset. Like her character has kind of just been, and she even said she like she's not a character; she's just her. It's like it's just there. It's the same thing over and over, right? 
So Fair. you can't say so you have to say she's the same thing over and over if she says she's not playing a character. Right. So she's the same thing over like it, she's just she's just this one thing. I think she needs more she needs more depth to her character to uh really to stay interesting or to to become interesting again. So I think Bailey wins. Bianca reassesses, comes back, maybe does something different. I don't know. Also, with Alexa Bliss as part of the match, is this where we see the return of Bray Wyatt and or The Fiend? Or whatever. I, White I, Rabbit. I think of all the matches, that would have to be one of the ones where it's highly possible. I'll put that at like I, maybe number one, because you think about it, there's a number of people that have had issues with him. Mm-hmm. Unless they're going to do something completely different, they could have it where it's an, maybe there's a thing between him and Cross that we never even knew about. Uh, there could be, and I don't think that's number one, by the way. The whole Alexa thing, I think, should be at the top of the list because it's not like a direct thing, but she's partly responsible in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins. Uh, they had, you know, issues before mm-hmm. and, you know, Seth Rollins is over. Uh, that could be a thing. That's the possibilities are endless. Finn Balor, pe- people have sort of, uh, like ever since the fiend came out, have sort of been paralleling the fiend with the demon. I think that's done. Like everyone's really holding out for that. I'm not, <laughs> I would have like stuck to it 110 percent if vince was still there but maybe triple h will do something but i don't know i'm one of those people that like i do love the sports entertainment side i just think it's kind of goofy that you put on some paint and you're unbeatable like you're st- and, and like the same the, the style's different but like i said this was with vince mm-hmm. so we don't know what it would be like with hunter right so moving on to that, then Edge versus Finn. Finn's gonna have the Judgment Day. It's an I Quit match. Uh, this one's kind of difficult. I think either team, because like Edge, even though he's in it on his own, he still has friends. Like Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio could still be involved in this. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles could still be involved in this. So it's not like he's alone. Although we did have a breakdown between AJ and and Mysterio, there may not there may just be a mutual I hate these guys for all three of them to, you know, help out. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Judgment Day on this. Or Balor because mm-hmm. they lost last time. Like how many times are these guys going to lose on a pay-per-view before it's like okay, well, they suck. So I think first but of all, plus they have the last Infinity Stone. They have true. Dominic Mysterio, which there mm-hmm. is. I thought once they got Dominic Mysterio, they would be unbeatable. So really, I, what? Why are we even talking about this? That's what they said. You know exactly. So I'm going with Finn. Also, um, something wonky could happen. Like maybe eight. Uh, all right. Ray comes out to help Edge. AJ comes out to help Edge. Ray and AJ end up bumping into each other back to back. 
you know, they do the thing where they look at each other, uh, arms cocked, ready to punch. It's like, oh, okay, it's just you. All right. Ray turns around, and then AJ clocks him. Yeah. AJ joins. Or maybe, I don't know if AJ joins, but AJ becomes allied with Judgment Day. I think it's possible. I wouldn't, I would never count that out. I think that's a high probability that they're trying to, like, fall for the same freaking, oh, well, you beat me up. Well, we're friends, yep. I guess. And with, um, with Edge at this admittedly late stage of his career, you know, what is it to say I quit? I mean, just quit. Yeah. Just quit. Just, just fucking quit. Someone listening is like, well, you know what, Rich? It's about being a man. And, you know, you, be, you know, if you quit, you know, you kind of look like a bitch. Um, but, you know, he it's it's a job like he's not really giving up, you know. So mm-hmm. who knows? Rich could finally get what he wants. And this is the day. Could be. <laughs> still still holding out hope. <laughs> I, I just feel like they'll do it just one more time. I hope that plays out for you. Luckily, we don't have to wait too long for that. Yeah, and luckily, it's not worth a point. Mm-hmm. Last, the I can't believe this is actually the official title. Good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Brutes versus Imperium. So apparently, a Donnybrook used to... It's like a place? Donnybrook mm-hmm. or whatever? I forgot exactly. This is why you should listen to like at least the first ten minutes of After the Bell because it's explained like where it comes from. Um, because they tried to shame uh, the Irishman into not knowing uh, mm. the new announcer that's going to be with uh, Graves. On oh, Monday. Kevin Patrick. Yeah, but he went into the history of it that like it used to be like some kind of fair. Well, not mm-hmm. him. The other guy, uh, Big Joseph. Like it used oh. to be some kind of fair, and then like you know. Eventually, it, it you know it you know it'd be like going to pubs and just fighting, you know, because the Donny Brook used to be like this huge little fair thing, and mm-hmm. then, uh, what's the guy's name on Monday again? I'm sorry, Kevin Patrick. So Kevin Patrick goes, he's like that. That's like one of the most posh like places <laughs> in Ireland now. Really, it's like all snobby shit, and it's mm. not really like that anymore. Kind of thing, like. <laughs> so he's not really doing those kind of brawls over there. So they gentrified the good old fashioned Donnybrook. Apparently, so that's why that's why they have to call it this because that's the old way, I guess. You know. Mm. So not um, not a modern Donnybrook where you you go to for brunch. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, the the new guys from um, Imperium. Although they could just take the L and it wouldn't ma- it wouldn't hurt anybody because Walter still hasn't been outside of Ludwig Kaiser and Braun Breaker. No one's pinned him. Mm-hmm. So I I would go with Imperium um, anyway. You know, whoever a hundred percent, it's not going to be Gunter or Sheamus taking the pin or whatever yeah I mean he really took that shillelagh pretty hard and it's from Gunter not fucking not just anybody yep. <laughs> I guess we'll see like he's got the experience he's done this recently like we just yeah. had a Donnie Brook a couple of weeks ago 
on uh, Vince's uh, SmackDown, I believe. Yeah, but Sheamus isn't a hundred percent. Yep. He wasn't a hundred percent going into his magic uh, for the IC title, and he's even less now because of that. But you could be at a hundred and ten percent. You're still against the ring general. Mm-hmm. Um, while you think about that, I was going to get your opinion on what happened at the main event. What did you think of the finish? Let me scroll. By the way, I'm going. I'm going with Imperium also. You don't have the- to scroll. I'll tell you. Okay. So Remind at me, the you. end of the match, well. Oh, the, has the alleged tap Gunter. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. I think it was supposed I think that was intentional because mm. there was space in between when the hands coming down. Mm-hmm. So I'm not excusing it if it's incorrect. I'll just say what I think. I think that was the plan. And I think Gunter being the ring general that he is, he should he knows the rules. Mm-hmm. So he probably knows what a legal tap is. Like, maybe they can use that later or something, but I don't, I, I think from the fan's point of view, he did tap out. I think it's supposed to be seen that way. Because as far as I, I believe that the hand came down twice, mm-hmm. but not like, like tapping twice. It was yeah, like it was... trying to hit the mat to get to the rope, mm-hmm. especially with those frying pans yeah. attached to your wrists. That's where I was at. Mm-hmm. I thought that protected everybody. I think so, too, because it, cre- it created enough confusion on the outside and everything for Gunther to take advantage. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was weird, too. I think you, you you certainly could be right as far as any other opinion. Uh, I, I, I'm not married to any other ideas, so that works for me. Cool. Uh so just to recap our picks real quick, we have all the same Imperium, Finn, Bailey, Cross, Riddle. I got Liv Morgan. You got Rhonda. Thank God. I hate so, tiebreakers. <laughs> yeah, tiebreakers suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we hit the highlights and lowlights? There actually aren't very many. Let's shotgun Saturday afternoon this shit so we could get the basement bookers, the extreme rules uh, picks before the show. Yes. All right. Monday Night Raw. Highlight, good stuff. Lashley versus Ali. Uh, great finish and setup. Yes. He got what he deserved. <laughs> yep. Um, I I wonder if a lot, some of these guys that are coming up, like uh, like uh, Mustafa Ali, and I can't think of uh, anyone else at the moment just because also I didn't prepare. Um, I think they're sort of like, Triple H is sort of like giving them a shot. It's like, all right, let's see, let's see what you could do with what we give you. On TV, I think you need your Mustafa Ali's. Definitely, uh, let's work I'm, out I'm, either way for him. I, I'm a Mustafa Ali fan. Maybe he should try for the U.S. title. No, I, I like think for he real. Should. I think this is headed somewhere. I think this was the first piece. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's headed to that thing he wanted to do because he did come at Bobby like a heel. Yep. So let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. That was all I had for Raw. What about you? Um. Not saying the rest of the world was bad, just not particularly noteworthy. No, I think because when we were going through, we did bring up some raw stuff anyway. True. So I think we're we're pretty good on that. And of course, you know, the basement book reverse knows like but you know, we're at the end of the week, so you know, you're here for us. So Yeah. Um mm-hmm. NXT. Oh, I'm sorry. Go uh ahead. go ahead. My bad. Um 
I like Candace. And okay. I, I, I think we need more of her. You know, you need Candace's, you need Johnny's. Uh, wrestling is, it's, there's multifaceted levels. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to support your favorite, you support your favorite. That's really the only way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, you know, let's get some better reactions for Candace when she's out there. If you're listening and you go, come on, man. <laughs> if you go into a show and Candace is going to be on it and you're like, eh, what did she ever do? Fucking look it up. Yeah, there's a lot of juice in her uh, past. Yeah, she like, was like she, a hardcore match icon. She beat the Young Bucks. That's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't I know mean, that. She was bloody after, but she beat them. Of course she was. So, right. it, it, Candice LeRae on the Indies, that was what she did. That's all I wanted to say. Respect the Candice. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to NXT in the world's most dangerous parking lot, Alba Fire attacks Toxic Attraction when they when they arrive, and then she gets in Mandy's car, and Mandy drives off with her. Listen, uh, the heart wants what the heart wants, and I'm here for it. Uh, listen, if if that's what's going on, I'm down with that, but. Why are you going to get in your enemy's car while she's like already behind the wheel, keys in the ignition? And why is she going to drive off after you get in? Richard Riz, she's kidnapping her. Who's kidnapping who? I think Alba's the one with the bat. Alba Fire, it, it, you know, she told Mandy, it, none of us heard any of it because this would be good for us. She's, I'm going to break your pretty face with this bat. So you better drive me where I need to go. Mm. You know, that could be, especially when that's your moneymaker, an actual baseball bat to the face would kind of devalue your stock. Like a lot. Also, it costs a lot to fix. It'll never be the same, depending on the damage. Especially with the upcoming wedding. Exactly. So you're welcome. (laughs) Congratulations. There we go. So we had a backstage segment and blah, blah, blah. And Veer walks up to Sanga. Veer Mahan. Yeah, it took me a second because I'm like, wait a second. Who is that? And I'm like, but he was coming to Raw and he came. He, 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 came, he came to Raw. He came hard all over Ray and Dominic Mysterio. And now now he's back in NXT. Yeah, you know what? I think I know what happened to Veer. I think I know what happened to Veer. It happens to, to all men. It's blew his load too quick. I, I think what happened was Veer was having the equivalent of, you know, a teenager with his computer and internet access. Ten minutes later, look at what he's done, and he's just in shame. And then he's back going at it again. <laughs> Ectoplasm. Basically. Basically. He's decided it's time to come all over NXT. Unless he's there to recruit that guy to come with him to Raw. Maybe. So either one would be interesting. And it's good just to see because- him here again. I was actually going to ask about him at one point. I forgot. But here he yeah. is. I, I, I think... Honestly, I think both of them have uh, a lot of potential. Like they both they both speak very well, which is, is important if you're not of American or British English or origin, right? Right. In the in you know to work in the U.S. to get over in WWE, it's it's important or to have a mouthpiece. So they're both good at that. They both look the part as far as a their physicality in general, and then b they dress up really well. You know, nice suits, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Money, I think. A, a gentleman, and gentleman backstage, savage in the ring. <laughs> there you go. 
what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, a low light. The whole, pretty much the whole Grayson Waller effect segment. That was so strange. And like at at some, point, I was getting really annoyed with it. I'm like, dude, what are you disrespecting her for? She's a lady. You can't talk to her like that. It's rude. And it was just weird because it's like every time I see them, I I feel like I'm withering as I sit and watch because they're just so like children's. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And I guess it's I I could see like the catty childishness there. It's like this doesn't this feels more like a like a like a childish thing as opposed to two women settling something. Is not is too basically basically. And then the whole thing. So Apollo Cruz pulls Grayson Waller under the ring after he spins the wheel. Weapons wild, by the way. Fucking creative. I was looking there. forward to a cold miners glove match, whatever that is. I'm curious what it is. Yeah, it's it's got to be something that they'll they'll make it up if it ever lands on it, which it won't because these things are rigged, obviously. Yeah, maybe the glove is loaded. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe. Uh, so Waller crawls back out. His eyes are bleeding and his pants are all ripped. Did Apollo try to take his keys? He might have tried to take his keys. Oof. Well, you can't get into the kingdom without them. But no. I, at first, I'm like, wait a second. Did he take his eyes, too? What's happening here? Does Apollo Crews have magic powers? He could broadcast his vision. But so mm-hmm. can Wendy Chu broadcast her dreams. Is there a team here? Is there magic? Is there actually a wizard with a license? I don't know. These are a lot of questions that I'll never get answers to. Indeed. Another red highlight here. The whole Damon Kemp talking thing. From the top? Yeah. I call it yeah. the balcony. I think they call it that also every now and then. What do you make of the stipulation of losers, brothers, gone? Uh, I like it. It kind of it puts more pressure on Julius. Because, like, he's he's not fighting for himself. He's fighting for his brother. He's fighting for family. Yeah. Cool. I'm interested. That I, I want to actually see. I like Damon Kemp. Mm. I, call so those I don't. Guys. I don't see a stipulation of if Damon Kemp loses. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I just didn't type it. It could be. I don't remember hearing it. Mm. But it's an ambulance match, so. Yeah. Be, oh, so he. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it, he has to leave also. Because he said he's gonna. You're gonna leave like you made Roddy leave. And then mm. he said ambulance match. So I don't know. Maybe whoever loses the ambulance match is just gone. Maybe. You know, uh, maybe it is a career versus career, but it's my career versus your brother's career in an ambulance match. Mm. Sort of thing. Maybe. They they should have been clear about that. Oh, any, anyway, the whole thing is the red hat. Like Damon Kemp, like the whole interaction was eh, weak. Not everybody's good at talking, but physically he is a beast. Correct. Uh, that's it for my highlights from NXT, but we had some uh, progression in the the schism and Cameron Grimes thing. And there's Diet a new has, weird guy. Yeah, we don't mask. know. Who, we don't know who he or she is. That's what I was thinking because the build kind of looks feminine. Or I thought or a, kid a at small first. guy. Yeah. I don't think it's a kid because height wise, it looks like the size of an adult male or woman. Or a short woman, or short. Um, I don't know. 
I'm I'm not a great judge at this mm-hmm. with my height. Well, we got time. You know, it we just occurred, so we're probably not going to find out for a while. Yeah. Moving on to SmackDown, if you got nothing else for NXT. Uh, no, just that Toxic Attraction uh, did the work uh, for Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. And uh, I got to say, if I had to compare what occurred, uh, what was it, Wednesday night? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that NXT had the superior cake party. Yes. Uh, with the exception of Zoe Stark. I think with Nikita Lyons and Toxic Attraction just there was just better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Like, J.B. Hader can't carry all of that. And J.B. Hader and Tony Stone can't carry all of that, is all I'm saying. Agreed. But we had... Uh, there was there was a match. I don't remember if it was Dynamite or Battle of the Belts. I'll get to it. Let me. I may as well scroll. Well, I can um, tell you. Which one do you want to know about? What's the match? Because the multi-person, the women's match that Paige got physical with Britt was on Dynamite. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was Friday. Okay. Sky uh, Blue. Oh, it was Sky Blue and the new coach for the Madison AEW Rain. women's mm-hmm. uh, versus the other people. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. But uh, uh, Sky Blue is looking good there. Yes, good I love gear. To see Sky if you Blue. get the right gear, you can really make everything kind of work for yourself. Her, her, her gear is great, and I love the way she packs it. So for SmackDown, everything the Bloodline did, great shit. I love the progression. Uh, I feel like this is going to lead um, sort of Jay being under the... Uh, Sort of under the tu- – not so much tutelage, but under the purview of Sammy now, where it's kind of Sammy's job to keep Jay's uh, hot-headedness in check. This segment, it it confused me, and it mm. didn't confuse me because I didn't like it. It confused me because Sammy Zayn is a master strategist. Mm-hmm. And when he was in the ring, he saw what Logan Paul was trying to do when he. And by the way, the fact that Sammy had like the perfect use of we the ones and you the uh, you the twos and we the ones. Mm-hmm. And he said that Logan Paul was literally the two like he is a giant number two. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was incredible. That fact that his plan kind of worked technically. Because they didn't come to blows in the ring. But what, what happened in the back, that is a direct result of what happened in the ring, mm-hmm. I think. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we go along with this. Like we saw what happened in the match, how it cost them the match mm-hmm. against Strowman and the New Day. Yep. Now we have to see how the Tribal Chief's going to respond to what happened. Is this a failure on Sammy's part? I think Roman is going to side with Sammy. Against Jay on this, Jimmy. That's what I. Jay, I'm you're sorry. right. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you were right the first time. I'm okay. Sorry. It's because <laughs> it's this is the trick. Mm-hmm. Main event, Jay. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it. The first one to acknowledge tribal chief in the family. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. The way Roman and Jay were face to face like that, and Roman just eyeing them down, and Jay's not. Like, like the way Jay was looking away, it was literally like an alpha and beta dog. Yeah, literally, that's how they behave. I think that's probably what they modeled it after. 
and it's also probably based on their actual childhood. From what I understand, like they always roll together and Roman was like the guy, mm. you know, and they just did whatever together. So it could that could be true to life on that. A lot of things in storyline is real, like mm-hmm. based on other stuff. And I think that's why it works so well. Either way, I don't think there's any doubt that this is the most compelling storyline in wrestling right now. It has yeah. been for a damn long time. The addition of Sami Zayn, it's kind of just that extra added spice in that, the feast. That one thing was just better mm-hmm. than anything on Rampage. It's night and day. I finished SmackDown late. And I'm like, wow, this is this sucks, man. I don't I don't know why. I'm not trying to dunk on anything. It's like, I don't know. Maybe because I was tired. I'm not feeling well. But I'm like, I don't. This is boring. Like, these are great matches. I love FTR. I think mm-hmm. they're great. I think anybody. But it's like, I don't. I just don't think they know how to use these guys. Honestly. It's tough to. Fo- it, well, I said it last night. It's impossible to follow that episode of SmackDown. You did say that. You did yeah. say that. Uh, another thing I wanted to address is. What? What's the. What? What? Why? What's the problem with Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson's great. Why is Paul? What does Paul Heyman have against Jordan Peterson? Ben Shapiro, I understand. He talks funny, but huh. Jordan Peterson, he helps people. You know, he's a clinical psychologist. <laughs> just we, I don't understand that. I didn't understand that part. But that it wasn't that I didn't like it. I just thought it was kind of interesting that he brings up all these YouTube. I, I know the point of it is that they're mm-hmm. also very popular. I didn't understand YouTube. it because I don't know who this person is, but that's yeah, pro- again probably on me. Yeah, it is. So I am what they call a boomer. Yeah. So yeah, all those I, I figured it was like to be like, yeah, these guys are also on YouTube, but they don't want to fight the tribal chief. Yeah, they're also intellectuals. You, what are you talking about? Like, hmm. do you want to fight the tribal chief? It's like if you, Paul Heyman, were to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really it. I, I only really loved, uh, the bloodline stuff. Uh, SmackDown was good. Uh, even if Liv Morgan wasn't there, it wasn't really a big deal. Like Mm -hmm. that main event was, you're looking forward to it, which is why I'm fine. I'm glad I didn't have to watch a lot. I don't have to watch commercials. Let's just get past everything Mm -hmm. and enjoy it. That's where I'm at. So we also had the white rabbit. Yeah. We know it's Bray Wyatt now. Because if you you blatantly heard "Let Me In" repeatedly, you saw Huskus the pig, mm-hmm. you saw the rocking chair. Yeah, it's so it's it, it's Bray Wyatt. Someone even said like if you if you spell White Rabbit a little differently, you then and you can then rearrange it to say Bray Wyatt. Yes, I can see that. Definitely. I think that's a good idea. I would love to. I can't wait till like a year later to hear the the um, process for this. I would love to hear that because this is one of the most intricate things they've done. Like I know, like they they've kind of tried a little stuff with the, with the edge thing, which was stupid and easy, right? Yeah. Um. Like they, they've done other stuff like this in the past, where it's like, oh, let's let's let them figure out who. This was very intricately and meticulously done. 
to where people were talking more about the white rabbit. This w- last night was the first time a white rabbit ever even appeared on TV in relation to this. Yeah, which was smart. Right. Because it's called waiting, you know, <laughs> and you have all of these and you don't blow your load all at once, Tony Khan, and you just learn. Mm-hmm. Um, the business is always changing. You're going to change with it. You're going to get left behind. That's why things like this are good. It's like, yeah, I think the QR codes are goofy, but it shows that you should be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like a good mystery? Exactly. Like, so if not for the QR codes, like, let, let's say you're in charge of this. What what do you do that's not a QR code to, to get people to do this? I don't like, know. how do you get people to these dedicated mini sites? It's really the only way you can do it unless you leave, like, throughout the show, like, pieces of a web address. Mm. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, there's a way to do things. You like, maybe you could flash, like, WWE.com slash whatever i like like give part of like the end of it i would go with a custom url yeah yeah without the wwe part in it you know like something that anybody could be like wait could this be a website you know there's a way to do things and it's like Mm -hmm. someone will figure it out like those reddit people yeah but you can't make it too complicated i think it'll evolve over time yeah but uh this this attempt very very well done I, I'd say it was definitely a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to Dynamite, MJF vs. Yuta to open was great. I thought um, he tried the salt of the earth, didn't work, so he switched it up and used Champa's variation of the Fujiwara armbar instead of his own variation, which I liked. Did you catch mm-hmm. that? Champa hasn't really used that in a long time. No. I did Do you remember like? That. Yeah, you remember like he used to do the like the armbar, but like he's actually reaching back to the other per to the arm on behind him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you're better than that at that than I am. Yeah, because because like I like I see that shit. I'm like, ooh, that a that's interesting. B that looks like it hurts like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so like I I my shoulders that's the point. Are double, <laughs> yeah, my shoulders are double jointed, which is which is like a well known thing, but like. So, like, right now I have my, my arm, my right arm behind, like, on, on the left side of my headrest on my computer chair that I'm sitting on. So, I'm like, I do this like get a good stretch. But like, I could see how if someone wasn't double-jointed, how this would be like, all right, that, that feels like you're, like, ripping my arm off. Maybe stop that now, you know? Can I keep it? <laughs> uh so I thought the match was great, and um, I just love the Fujiwara armbar in general. It's a great um, move. Tried it. Yeah. Too. Next highlight I have, it's sort of a hey, this is a thing. As you and you mentioned it earlier, Soraya got physical, so apparently she must be cleared. I I saw stuff that she was. I did too. It was on Raja, of course, because they suck. Yeah. Let me refresh. Maybe it's on there now. Probably not. It's taking a while because of my VPN. Uh, don't even worry about it, dude. I'm not. Do it's slow. It's getting there. Just slower than usual. But no ads, thankfully. Yeah, no, no not yet. Okay, good. Well, I don't know. I, I think she was cleared. I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing. I think it's great for her, I mean, but I just hope 
we're all a little careful here. That's all. Yeah. Like literally and figuratively, please pick your spots. Understandably, I can see how you can't really stop Brian and Erden Anderson from doing crazy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, you know, maybe be a little careful with this one because yeah. th- everyone's watching now. Everyone's yeah. going to be paying attention to how you do this. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to her, you're fucked. Yeah, what I had seen was Doc Sampson cleared her. Oh. It's like, well, is he a neurologist? Is he a spine doctor? I don't know what those are called. Maybe What's it's his deal? <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, cool. He saved King's life. Great. That was his heart. Yeah, I'm not going to question know, any kind of medical professional because I don't know shit. Exactly. But like being a ringside sports doctor, yes, you need to be able to treat someone's heart if something goes wrong. Yep. Like immediately. But I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, red highlight. The the Jungle Boy promo. I felt like this was weak. This It was weak this week. Because it was? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Yeah. Nah. I, I was like. Uh, Again with the, the Christian broke my heart. We get it. You're hurt. Yeah. But yeah. now he just wants to kill Luchasaurus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen. That escalated quickly. We used to be friends. You were my brother. I'm going to end you. Oh, ju- listen, Jungle Jungle Boy sides with nature and Darwinism. Dinosaurs are extinct. Luchasaurus should not exist. If that's like his new thing, then I I'm all in. Yeah, I, I'd <laughs> be much I'd be much more interested in that character than oh, Jack Perry's growing up. You're a dinosaur. You're extinct. <laughs> Get out of here. You don't I'm the giant here. meteor. I don't know why I made him sound like heel Daniel Bryan, but here we are. <laughs> uh uh yeah that sucked yeah. um and then to close dynamite um we had uh sammy and jericho beating garcia and brandon anderson good match overall i got a little worried when uh Danderson landed on the side of his head off the standing spanish fly um, Ed, anytime he hits his head it's like uh, that, could this be the one yeah. <laughs> so after the match, Jer- uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society come out to celebrate, but Jericho looked upset. Did you catch that? Uh, no. Why was S- storytelling? Because, um, Garcia ate the pin, or uh, rather tapped. Oh, so it's basically that the Jericho Appreciation Society beat each other. Right, because yeah. technically nobody on Combat Club technically took a L. Right, Brian Danderson is Combat Club. Mm-hmm. I think I think like Jericho was maybe he wanted op- to beat Brian to show him what's up. I I think I mean I think that's a small part of, it, but I think he regrets, you know, uh, Daniel Garcia. I think he regrets his decision to leave Jericho Appreciation Society. Interesting. I maybe that's what it is, and we'll just have him switch back and like further the food with Anderson. Who knows? He could cost him the match that he should definitely win. Maybe ROH title match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way, this is. I mean, I like what they're doing. 
It could be a long con. Right. I I, I feel like they could drag it out longer, maybe. I feel like maybe some of these things that they're doing feel a little rushed. I feel like... I feel like even a heel isn't going to give a bucket hat as a sincere gift. <laughs> you don't like bucket hats as much as I do, so maybe. Maybe because Percy will never wear bucket hats. But oh, it's maybe. much entertaining, Richter is. And didn't he wear a bucket hat when they first started this thing? He was wearing dumb hats before, wasn't he? I don't remember. I'd have to go back. I don't pay too much attention to these. Like, I don't. I'm not a fan of the Jericho Appreciation Society stuff. We and we've established I'm not a fashion guy. Exactly. Moving on to Rampage after uh, jo- oh, Josh Woods. One second. Sorry. Danny Garcia would wear those Triple H type hats. Never mind. Like he oh, used yeah. to wear the leather cap thing. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. So after uh, Josh Woods and Tony Nese beat the Varsity Blondes, uh, Mark Sterling says he recently trademarked the work Varsity in wrestling. So Woods and Nese are now called the Varsity Athletes, and the Blondes can't use that word or they'll face a lawsuit. That's called trademark trolling. Trademark trolling. You know what? If if this leads to whatever is next for Brian Pillman Jr., yeah, Good. that's yeah. I think it, Riff I think Garrison, right. you need something. What I don't know. It's but whatever it is, it's a lot. Hey, that's not your job, man. That's correct. Uh, that's it for. That's all the highlights I have for Rampage, for Battle of the Belts. Yeah, the only thing I, I had was that Pack basically did double duty. Yeah. That's uh, and and it's true. That was good. Um, Pack is great. Um, I don't. I'm not sure why they're having him resort to using a hammer. I mean, like I kind of get it, especially in this case because he was pulling double duty. Mm-hmm. I feel like the ref could have reversed the decision after he blatantly saw the hammer after the match. But who was the referee? Bryce Remsburg, Mister. I'm gonna sell whatever it is you're selling to let you know you should sell it. I think you have the answer to your question. By the way, Bryce, I fucking hate that. Stop doing that. Like when he went to, um, I think everybody it? hates it. Who, yeah, but it was, um, I think Danielson had put Garcia suplex Garcia through a table. Someone okay. suplexed someone through a table. I don't remember who it was. Honestly, you don't have to. It must've been this match. <laughs> I think it was pack. Suplex. Yeah. Pack. Okay. Pack suplex Trent through the table from the, from the ramp to the floor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remsburg walks up to Trent, and Remsburg is holding his neck. Why? It's. I think that's like the worst offense. I. So to me, that is what a veteran referee has to do for rookies to basically remind them to sell that body part. Yeah, I don't know. It was the Hebner. The Hebner. Beatbox he Brian? Yeah, he was like, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. The Hebner. He, I, he's like, he's a nice guy. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know the guy. He's a nice guy, but that's not what you do. Uh. That's like the best you can say. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So the only highlight I actually have for Battle of the Belts here was a red highlight. Guess what it is? Uh, I, I'm sorry. My brain is very foggy right now, so please tell me. <laughs> Sheeta's half of oh. Tony Storm Makaro Sheeta promo. God. <laughs> please. She's <laughs> not believable. Uh, you need to she, get her a kendo stick, Rich. She goes like, like she goes like this to the camera. First of all, anyone that actually goes, who go, who actually does that in real life, and like anyone that can't it. see you, could you describe to them what you're it's doing? It's like it's it's like you take your fist and you punch your own hand to make you know to let someone know that you're gonna punch them in the face. Oh, the thing in front of you thing, right? Yeah. Hands. Oh, well, I think that's a Tifa thing. Tifa does that, but she's not Tifa. She thinks she is. <laughs> is that what she's trying to do? I hope not, but that's that's where I've seen it. Like, Tifa wasn't even a tough character anyway. Are you kidding? She fought well, with her hands. With her fists. Like that. <laughs> All right, I, I guess like that. But <laughs> I'm not buying it from Sheeta. Yeah, yeah. That's all right, dude. You're never going to – we'll see. Maybe you'll have a Sammy Zayn Assange on uh, Sheeta you know, eventually. If she, if she didn't do that – I could have just glossed over Battle of Belts and said, eh, it was fine. No, you would have found something else. <laughs> I didn't comment about whatever stupid shit she's writing on a face. Then you would have did that. If you didn't have that, you would have went to that. Uh, that's, you just proved my point. You know that's true. <laughs> Think it would? You know what? Your red highlight should have just been Sheeta. The fact it is had to de- the fact that you had to deal with her. Not what I you have, did. <laughs> I have Tony slash Sheeta promo. The red highlight starts at the S and ends at the A. Okay, so it's not even about the fisting. It's just like, man, I don't like you. Well, that Which is fine. Stu- that you're allowed to do. <laughs> that stood out in particular as not realistic. I agree. You've seen – you've probably seen more fights in person than I have. Have you ever seen someone actually do that as a prelude to a fight? Only in anime. Right. Yeah. It's not a real-life thing that real humans do. Or elementary school. <laughs> Kids that yeah. watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Like, to be honest, I don't even recall I, – I think like every now and then someone in, in wrestling does it. But – be burly when you do it, at least. Don't be a twig. Yeah. It's like, she's standing side by side with a kendo stick. I know which one's her, because she's got writing on her face. Um, also, she's not an inanimate object. That's is, it. Although, from what you're saying, <laughs> you're having I'm saying she, she's not particularly physically imposing. Yeah. I think, and this is my only opinion on this, is that I think she needs to be a little more animated. And by a little, I mean a lot. You know, there's a little stiffness there. Like her nerves, maybe. Or the, maybe because English isn't her first language. There's things that can compound that. Mm-hmm. Like what works in Japan may not necessarily work here. Right. Like like all the showmanship that, I, that I'd, um, that uh, Kenny Omega would do. That I'd say, eh, it's not really... Like I don't get the point. Like the whole like you you tap in the 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 ring in in a particular beat before you do the dive to the outside. 
Like, listen, I, I I've seen Kenny Omega either for real or for fake put both of his fingers into a grown man's butt. Um, I don't think he has any problems um, doing what he's got to do. He's mm. a real entertainer. You can't really touch that. It's true. I'm not making it up. I've sent mm. you the picture. There's okay. a dude sitting on a turnbuckle, and Kenny goes, he's like right there. He's got gun fingers there. So uh, that or they're real good Photoshop. So either way, Kenny Omega is very animated. He is. He's almost cartoon, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's 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 just North Carolina. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> so I have a tweet here from Jessica Carr responding to WWE. Did Gunther tap out during tonight's IC title match? Jessica Carr, who was the ref for that match, says, "Nope." And I had the best view. I believe you, Jessica Carr, and the referee's word is final. There you go. Well, that's all I got. All right. All right, Rich. Why don't you do the thing? Let everybody know. All right. First off, everyone enjoy uh, Extreme Rules, which is tonight at 7 on the WWE Network. 7 is probably the pre-show, that, but that's what the Peacock tells me. So I'll be tuning in at Seven. Uh, if you want to email us, basinbookers at gmail.com. Let us know your picks for the pay per view. Let us know who you think, what you think, uh, anything you want us to talk about, anything you think we missed. If you want to vehemently defend Hikaru Shida, come at me, bro. Basinbookers at gmail.com. Uh, DMs are open at basinbookers, at basementjer, at Rich the Riz. Let us know what you think of the pay per view of, of everything. We got a Facebook page, basinbookers. You know, Google it. You'll find us. Uh, and as far as where to find this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I did forget the Instagram, Basin Booker's Pod. And Jerry's got a parting message. As usual, forever and ever, the Basement Booker's Podcast, the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Please thank you and enjoy the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Premium live event.